This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we are not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do, and they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants would live way up in the highland. The young braves, the young men would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path, and they would jump on them and kill them, drag them back to the village, and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control. Because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear you're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Into the Twilight Zone, part two, dreams, nightmares, and electric sheep. Coming up next right here on the Parker J. Cole Show. Welcome to the Parker J. Cole Show. I'm your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. I got to tell you, gang, your response has been absolutely phenomenal to the last session of this episode series called Into the Twilight Zone with my good friend Rod Smith Jr., who is host of the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. We talked about deja vu, near death encounters, and more on that show. And you guys were so intrigued that I had to have him back again for part two, Dreams, Nightmares, and Electric Sheep. You may be wondering what the reference to electric sheep is. Well, let's just say it has a little bit to do with artificial intelligence. It's based off of a story by Philip Dick called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Really talking about the consciousness of artificial intelligence. Often we have nightmares 
that are quite frightening or we have dreams that are quite intriguing and we don't know what to do with this information. How does all this relate to the supernatural? We'll find out in just a few moments. As always, I want to thank our Patreon team for their support. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for 10 years. As God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring Rod back. Rod, how you doing? I'm doing well, Parker. It is great to be back with you again. And it's so wonderful to have you back. We had such a great time the last time. I'm so glad we we're able to come together a little bit sooner to really touch this hot button issue about dreams, nightmares, and electric sheep, or rather the influence of AI in our culture today. But before we jump into it, I do want people to get a refresher course of who you are. So go ahead, give us a quick bio. Yeah, so I'm Rod Smith, and I am the host of the Millennial Mustard Seed podcast, where we cover a diversity of different topics all through a biblical filter. We like to dive into a little bit of everything. We love the church. We do not forsake the gathering, but we do talk about what most churches will not cover, and that is Supernatural, Genesis 6-4. We dive into dreams, visions, uh, you name it, really. We've covered it on the show, Parker. So a little bit of everything. What I like, too, about the fact that your show focuses on this is that there are people who have questions. Yeah. And these questions deserve more than a pat answer or just dismissal. Exactly. It's not that you claim to have all of the answers. You claim to dig into finding what these answers are. Your show acknowledges the parallel of the supernatural with the natural. Last time we were on the show, you shared a very intimate story about your own near-death encounter. Even as you were sharing the story, you were hesitant because it's difficult. You were reliving this event that happened to you. And then you talked about how your show became a oasis for those who have had experiences like near-death encounters or some other supernatural mm -hmm event happened to them. So now we're here to talk about dreams, nightmares, and electric sheep. Dreams are fascinating. And I often say a lot of my writing comes from my dreams. I'll have these tripped out dreams about something. Not every dream I think is a message. Sometimes I think it's just I ate stuff too late <laughs> and uh, something happened. Like I had a dream, for example, that a chicken asked me to marry him. I was about eight years old when I had that dream. I could still see him. He was dressed in a princely suit and he was walking next to me and there was a castle in the back. It was a rooster, not a chicken, a rooster. And he said, may I marry you? And I said, no, because you're, you're a rooster. And I woke up, you know, <laughs> just like we're done. <laughs> so that was eight years old when I had that dream. And then Amazing. I've had dreams that are much more frightening. I've had dreams of um, monsters. I've had dreams of a lot of different things. And I can always tell when I'm stressed because and this is kind of funny. I have a dream where I'm driving a car, but I'm laying down driving the car. So I know I'm sleeping and I'm trying to drive this car and I'm crashing into things. I'm crashing into houses. <laughs> I'm crashing into other cars. And every time I have this dream, I'm trying to get a hold and get in control of the car. And it wasn't until about a couple of years ago, I realized whenever I have this dream, I'm stressed out. I'm feeling out of control because it usually happens mm -hmm. when I'm highly stressed out. So that's just some of my experiences with dreams. But you have some other details to share with us and what we need to consider when we talk about dreams, particularly for Christians as it relates to biblical uh, precedent. Yeah. And, you know, God has a lot to say about dreams and visions. And 
having a biblical filter, it's like our first line of defense is, okay, so there's a lot of information out there. Let's dive into what the word says about it. So I'm just going to read a couple verses here. We have 1 Samuel 28, verse 15. Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am in great distress, Saul said. The Philistines are fighting against me and God has departed from me. He no longer answers me either by prophets or by dreams. Hmm. And in Acts 2.17, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. It gets very interesting when we look at Daniel 117. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. So it's just really interesting that all of us, regardless of what your religious belief is, whatever your take is, we all have dreams. Sometimes we can remember them. Sometimes we don't remember them so well. I know I've had many experiences, Parker, where I'll wake up And I know it was like a really important, intense dream. And it's like, if I don't write it down immediately, I'll lose it within two or three minutes of waking up. But even what I woke up with is like fragmented. I only really know portions of it. It's more of like, I feel the emotional state of, oh, this was significant or something great happened or something terrible is coming. And it's just very interesting for us to slow down, look at what the word says, and then talk about it, have these discussions together. So where this ties in with artificial intelligence, and it gets very peculiar and interesting, but let's just take a look at what AI, let's look at some definitions here, Parker. It is an AI, artificial intelligence is a machine or software, as opposed to the intelligence of humans or animals. It is also in a field of study in the computer science realm that develops and studies intelligent machines. AI also may reference machines themselves. So uh, they're becoming almost conscious. Like when you watch these videos now, Parker, these AI machines, chat GPT, AI art, I mean, there's just a ton of things going out there. People forget that Siri, Alexa, which are in most homes in the country, um, are a form of artificial intelligence. And there are some really interesting theories and thoughts about how AI can broadcast a wavelength that can mess with people's minds, maybe trigger emotions. We know music can do that. So frequency and vibration goes out through music. It can alter people's moods. Can artificial intelligence mess with our dreams or our sleep? That's just a question I'm going to throw out there for the audience that are interested in that. Do a little bit of a dive in, but remember, pray first then ask questions, and then pray again. (laughs) I'm going to jump right back into uh, a quick dream I had personally a few years ago, Parker, that I just want to share with you that was very, uh, yeah, this is a big deal for me. It's it's one that's never left me. And it had some physical um, reactions that my wife will testify on. So this is about five or six years ago at this point. And my son was about a year and a half, maybe getting close to the two-year marker. And uh, I wake up around 4.30 a.m. covered in sweat. And my wife is sitting at my side and she is shaking and crying. And she's not a very fearful woman. And she's going, oh, my God, thank you that you woke up. She said, honey, that whole house just shook. 
she thought it got hit by lightning. Well, the dream that I experienced right before I woke up was I had found myself standing in front of a very demonic looking creature, 12 to 15 feet tall. And this creature had like roared and yelled at me, but there was multiple waves and layers of what looked to be like energy and filth and, and things that came out of this creature's mouth. And I could tell in the dream that it was multi-layered attacks. Like it was an attack against my mind, an attack against my body, attack against the region, the area, just this oppressive spirit. And in this dream, Parker, I was screaming. I looked up because my knees almost got weak before this demonic looking creature. And I yelled, Jesus, as loud and as strong as I could. And I felt strength and resilience rise up in me. So this demonic creature's yelling and screaming at me with filth and and dark energy and just all kinds of things coming out of its mouth. And I am yelling out to my savior. And that's when my wife wakes me up and says the house just got hit by a lightning bolt. So I'll never forget that one. And neither will my wife because (laughs) the house shook. Now, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I wish there was a somebody that uh, could really in the true faith help us understand where the line is drawn where reality actually meets you know the spiritual world and how that kind of stuff can ripple through and affect our physical realm but that's my story that's one intense dream that i had that i will never forget parker what's interesting too is that dreams sometimes contain messages but I am always cautious about sharing certain dreams of people. Most people who want to interpret dreams, they want to interpret it from their experience. I had one time shared a dream online. It was many years ago. And the woman was completely wrong in her interpretation. When I kept trying to tell her, she wouldn't be quiet and let me tell her, no, that's, you're, actually, you're absolutely wrong because what you're saying is, is wrong. And I learned from that moment, I'm not going to share dreams with people anymore <laughs> because they don't need to know because I need someone <laughs> who's, who got some. It was just because her, yeah. her interpretation of the dream was just wrong. I said, that's what are you talking about? That's not even me. And she wouldn't let up. And I think that's when I stopped talking to her because she was um, attacking my faith, too. And I had issues with that. I said, no, I love the Lord. OK, I'm not sitting up here acting like I'm um, um you know, but I say, I love the Lord. You're not going to say, I don't love the Lord. And that's why, you know, the stuff that was happening. And so, um, but it was actually something else. And I remember having one dream where in the dream, I saw these men in a dream and uh, they were looking at me from a crowd and they are very distinct. And so I forgot about it, forgot about it. Went on with my day. Several months later, I was at church and I look out at church and I see these same two men that were in my dream at church. And I, something said, whatever you do, don't go near these men, right? Because people walk up in church, you don't know what what's what they got going on in their life. You don't know. And so what did I do? I made sure I stayed away. <laughs> I just stayed away. I didn't question it. I did try to figure it out. There's nothing to figure out. You know what I mean, Rod? There's nothing to figure out. Yeah, just do what the spirit yeah. tells you to. So let's talk about dream interpretation here. You talked about dreams as a form of spiritual battle. That's what it seems like to me. There's a spiritual battle going on. And notice too, you had a call upon Jesus. Jesus was the one to fight your battles for you. And 
I think that's something Christians forget. We forget that we can call the name of the Lord. He said, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. I'm paraphrasing. That's not the exact scripture, but I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and they shall be saved. I always think about Peter. He was in the water. He didn't have time to go into all the ritual. <laughs> he just said, Lord, save me. <laughs> right? It's that simple. Make it simple. So let's talk about dream interpretation here and how that relates to biblical precedent. Well, yeah, I mean, there, so just let's look at Jeremiah twenty three thirty two real quick. The Lord says, indeed, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, declares the Lord. They tell them and lead my people astray with their reckless lies. Yet I did not send or appoint them. And we see that God in Matthew 2.13, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord had appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Matthew 2.19, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. So we can see that God uses dreams. It's right here in the word. And God is against those who falsify the dreams, who, who declare false prophecy. God is saying, I did not send or appoint them. So there's a scripture that also comes to mind where God says, all that is from God, that is from above is first pure. It's going to resonate with us, especially when we have the Holy Spirit. Parker, we're going to know when somebody speaks truth or they are anointed, just like Daniel one seventeen said, these four young men, God gave them knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. So I think this is a really crucial port, uh, part for us to understand because there's a lot of messages and signals out there where people are getting wrapped up in this new age occultic movement where they're inquiring from sources that do not have the power to appoint the truth and the, and the actual reality of what's going on in the spirit world is if it's not coming from the Lord of Lords, the name that is above every name, God Almighty, if it is not coming from Yeshua, then we have a problem here. Because what's happening is the enemy loves to infiltrate and to <laughs> sneak in and corrupt that which is not really known to the body so much. Now, I'm not saying every single church is not aware of the spiritual realm and dreams and things of this sort, but I do find myself. Yeah. And it's like we we find people reaching out to us that don't have that kind of, I guess you could say, shelter or overarch of. I'm not being encouraged to read these verses in the Bible. I don't have anybody to really talk with about this because a lot of these mega churches, you can find yourself in there. There's hundreds, maybe thousands of people. So you don't know who's walking up to you. We don't know if there's witches in the church. We know that there's false prophets out there that increase in numbers. We know that there's attacks coming against the body of Christ. That is their main goal is to get us to be, uh, to not function on all cylinders, if I can say it like that so that we don't have the power, the anointing, and we're not directly um, hearing from the Spirit of God or knowing what our gifting is, because there's a diversity of gifts. So just in a nutshell, you know, if a prophet or somebody is foretelling dreams and, the, and they're appearing among us with signs and wonders, but we test the Spirit and they're not of the living God, <laughs> rebuke first and ask questions later. Hopefully I answered your question there, Parker. 
it brings me to something I want to bring out in this conversation because we talked about AI and you talked about the possibility of things in high places using AI to yeah. affect people's mind, mental capacity. And people may be listening mm -hmm. to the show and saying, you guys are drinking a kind of Kool-Aid that you should really stay off of. And I understand that. And I would definitely say not every conspiracy theory is something you should just hang on to. I'm not saying that. But not every conspiracy is a theory either. Having said that, though, I wanted to talk about this AI component, and which is why I use the title Electric Sheep. We as creators have created artificial intelligence. What this shows us is that we have God's communicable attribute of creativity. We do not have his all-powerful attribute of creativity. We are able to mimic God in certain ways. If we use this analogy in a very loose way, I'm not making this you know, word for word, tit for tat, we have the ability to create artificial life. Now I'm gonna bring it down a little further. And so those of you who have followed the show, you know I've said this before. Artificial intelligence should be subjugated to man's authority. If we're going to use this, then we have to have boundaries. We have to have ethics. We have to have things in place to keep our creation from getting out of control. In the same manner that the Lord used his love and his understanding of human nature to keep us from going crazy. Using the example of the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve fell, he said, the day thou eat the fruit, thou shalt surely die. And there was a spiritual death. Get this, he kicked them out of the garden so they wouldn't eat of the tree of life because imagine being irredeemable. It was for our sake that he did that. So he kept certain controls under control. Again, this is a very loose analogy. Please don't think I'm acting like God is the man and we're the machines. I'm not saying that. I'm using it to show certain boundaries that the Lord put in us. So in the same manner, we have the ability to keep our creations under control. In 2019, a book came out talking about the advance of artificial general intelligence. This is the making of a super artificial intelligence that will have the sum of man's knowledge within it. You can almost say it will be omniscient. Several years ago, I interviewed an author named R.D. Palmer, and he actually explored this artificial general intelligence because he was in computers in the 70s. And he started to see how fast computers were advancing. And he started to see the warning signs of what we are currently experiencing now with artificial intelligence. Now, people are trying to say, well, we don't have to worry about it. But there are people who are not religious, who are just concerned. We need to put a hold on what we're doing with artificial intelligence. This requires we Christians to go to our Congress people, to go to our government officials that we elect and say, hey, we want you to put caps on this and caps on that. We often say, well, the government's not going to listen to me. Make the government listen to you. What would you say to some of the things I've said, Rod? And I would love for you to correct me or give me nuance where I may not have invited that nuance. No, I think you're, you're spot on, Parker, because when we know what the church really is, it's the ecclesia, which is a governing body. So that means the supporting scriptures are there's one spirit, one mind, one baptism, 
We're saved by one name, but there's a diversity of gifts. So when we look at the ecclesia, this is a body, a governing, ruling body with a diversity of gifts. So within that, we should be in the front line on the cutting edge, processing this information, praying, making the the people at large aware of what's going on, just like the those on the wall, the watchmen who would say, they'd signal and say, hey, this is coming. This is what we found. And I, I love the way that you wrapped all of it up because we are called to occupy, but that occupation until the coming of the Lord is not to twiddle our thumbs and to live in some fantasy. We are to occupy by actually walking out our faith, by encouraging speaking truth, preaching the gospel, making disciples. Now, where does this fall in, Rod, with Parker's you know, layout uh, that she did with, with how technology is infiltrating us? Because this is an artificial intelligent system that is designed to make its own logical choices based on human behavior at large. So look at what's going on in the world today. We're going to notice there's some really bad human behavior out there. So if AI is smart enough to pick up some of the bad things going on, um, let's just say if they decided to side with the bad temperaments and the bad actions and the cruel and the, the dark and demonic things that some people have clearly demonstrated in the day and age that we live in, any bit of that is too much in my opinion. So there should be parameters. We should be aware of these, this information and us as believers, even if you don't believe in God, we still need to be active and understand that there's a moral acceptance and accountability to that which is right according to the measure that you des decide to receive yourself. You don't want nobody coming and stealing from you or harming from you. You listener know that you feel like you have value unless you're dealing with some terrible mental issue. And that's why we also need people with compassion and discernment and wisdom with protocols set up to, let's just face it, get these people out of the town square so they cannot harm the innocent families that are <laughs> wrestling through a million messages and signals in today's day and age, Parker. But I just want to bring this up real quick. If anybody thinks this is a little bit too much and it's like, well, where are you kind of going with this AI thing? And, and why should we start to really hunker down on understanding what's happening and why should we be going to our congressmen, to our local government? Why should we be inculcating our region? Why should I get my hands dirty and roll my sleeves up, Rod? Well, let's take a look at just one U.S. patent. And many of you may have heard of this U.S. patent that went viral recently, and I can't help but bring it up, but it's U.S. patent number 6470214. Let's just do a real quick brief read and overview of what this patent is. And some of you may be very surprised to hear that this was, uh, this was introduced in 96. It was initiated in 2002. Statement of government interest. This invention describes hereby where the manufacturer... Uh, and the invention itself relates to the modulating of signals on carriers, which are transmitted and the signals intelligent, intelligently recovered in a more particular way that these modulations of speech on the carrier, and they can recover speech by means of radio frequency and affect the hearing. The radio frequency RF hearing effect was first noticed during World War II as a subject click produced by a pulse radar signal when the transmitter powered is above a threshold level. Below the threshold level, the click cannot be heard. 
I could keep reading, but what is going on here? In a quick summary and the claims, this method of encoding an audio signal can produce a double sideband output signal, which means they can transmit a message to your mind. It's a radio frequency hearing effect, and it has thermal acoustic signals that can also affect the bone tissue material, your head, your heart, all of your organs. Go read it for yourself. But the reason I bring this up, if this is information from 2002 that some people are becoming aware of the worldwide applications now, what do you think AI could do? being that it is based on frequency, vibration, signals. I mean, it's an intelligent overview system, a hive mind or a network of information that's now being expressed through robots, through the flippy arm, right? Through the Tesla bots, the manufacturing robots, whatever. These pieces of polymer and steel and, and, and material can at any and all times receive and transmit signals. Hackers are a big problem in today's day and age. Electric sheep. <laughs> it's really trippy. And oh, I know so for weird. our listeners, they're so probably weird. like, this is so trippy. And I don't know what to think about you, PJ, right now, because you usually don't talk <laughs> about this stuff. Well, that's why I have different guests on my show, because I get exposed to different ideas and different thoughts that allow me to think about a certain topic differently. And I thank the Lord over the last 10 years, I've had the pleasure of meeting really interesting people who bring a unique um, aspect of this thing called being a follower of Christ. And this is Rod's part of the kingdom. My part of the kingdom is doing what I do. What's the part of the kingdom that you're doing? Is God calling you to a certain part of the kingdom? Are you rejecting that calling because it's uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable, I have been told by many people who are successful people, is actually the best place you want to be. Because when you are uncomfortable, you're actually putting yourself in the best place to grow in whatever you're doing. Now, I want to thank Ra for being with us today on the show. Had a great time talking about dreams, nightmares, and electric sheep. And so, Rod, if people want to follow you on your podcast, go ahead and tell them how they can do that. Yeah, you guys can find me on Apple, Spotify, any of the podcast players, wherever you can find fine podcasts. That's where you can find the Millennial Mustard Seed. And give us a like and a follow and check out some of the content we have created over the last four seasons. You guys might be pleasantly surprised to find encouragement, to find some information. You're going to find everything there is through a biblical filter. So uh, just be prepared to go into some uncomfortable areas at times, but that's not the only focus of the show. And real quick, Parker, I just want to read Job 33, 14. Uh, This will solidify um, the importance of those out there with an ear to hear and you have a relationship with God. Job 33, 14 through 18. For God does speak, now one way, another, now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing, 
by the sword. It's an honor to be with you again, Parker, and I'm just hoping that that this conversation here really does encourage the listeners to trust God first and foremost. There is no AI, artificial intelligence, or demonic things out there that have authority over God. Everything was created by Christ, through Christ, and for Christ. And these lowercase g gods, they surrender to the one name that is above every name. So I hope this is encouraging. And we were talking today to Rod Smith. He is the host of the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. I hope you enjoy the content that we have here. If you want to go ahead and support him, go ahead and do that. I know he'd love to have your support just as you support me. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode and we're going to have Rod back again because now he's become part of the PJC world and I am now a leech and I will take everything I can from him. So he's (laughs) going to be back again and I can't wait till he comes back. Dear listener, I hope you were encouraged, blessed, intrigued and more. Go ahead and ask the Lord, what do you want me to do with this information? Do I delve deeper? Do I pray? Do I go to my congressman? What do I do, Lord? Lead me, guide me along the right path. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of the Parker J. Cole Show. You have a wonderful, absolutely glorious blessed day. And God bless. <music>